Welcome to Genomics Now, a podcast series where you can learn how genomics is developing in England's NHS. This podcast series, recorded in 2021, is part of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Services Educational Toolkit. In each 10-minute episode, we explore what is changing in genomics. We answer the questions on genomics we've been asked by the different healthcare professionals. We talk about the ways genomics may impact different healthcare roles and how genomics can be used to successfully improve patient care. Hi, I'm Anwar Khan. I'm a GP in the East End of London. And hi, I'm Dahlia Hopmeyer. I'm a genomics clinical fellow at Great Ormond Street Hospital. And today we're going to go through episode two of the Genomics Now primary care series. And this is called Clinical Genomics, which will go through the most common genetic conditions and what we like to think of as genetic red flags. Hi, Dahlia, what should prompt GPs to think genetics uh, or consider referral to f- for further genetic assessment? And so thank you for that question, Anwar. There's a very wide range of scenarios where this could be possible. Yeah. So we'll only cover some of them, mm-hmm. but some of the important scenarios where one should consider an underlying genetic cause are multiple pregnancy losses. So generally, if there have been three or more, Um, Children who present with one or more major malformations, for example, congenital anomalies or dysmorphic features. Uh, If there are medical problems in children of parents related by blood, it is a good idea to think about a genetic cause as consanguineous couples have a higher chance of having a child with rare autosomal recessive genetic conditions. Also, if there is disease in the absence of risk factors or after preventative measures so that you wouldn't expect these um, things to be present, for example, an unusually high cholesterol, Um, sometimes an earlier than average onset of a condition, for example, early onset cancer may prompt you to think genetics. And then generally, this is very um, a nonspecific thing, but if there are clues that are specific to a condition of concern, that has an underlying genetic cause, you might think genetics. And also certain ethnicities are more likely to be affected by certain genetic conditions. So again, depending on the patient, this might prompt you to think genetics. That's quite a few examples. Can you give me some uh, specific examples of any genomic scenarios that we might encounter? Any, any, any thoughts around that? Sure. Um, So one thing I always like to mention is rare diseases. Mm. Um, GPs might think that they will not encounter rare diseases because they are supposedly rare. But uh, I always like to remind people that collectively rare diseases are actually not that rare because they affect around one in 17 people and 80% of these have a genetic basis. So it is very likely that GPs will encounter an individual with a rare genetic condition and general practitioners are central to their care, as many do require management of chronic health problems throughout their lives. Um, Another example of a genomic scenario that I think a lot of general practitioners are familiar with is inherited cancer syndromes. So they may encounter patients who either have cancer themselves or have a family history of cancer. And it is important for them to be aware of what familial cancer syndromes there are and how this can affect an individual and their family members. And I think the ones that are probably the most well-known are the breast and ovarian cancer syndromes and the colorectal cancer syndromes. 
So um, can I ask, have you encountered anything like this in your practice? Uh, I do, but then I'm a, I, I'm a GP with special interest in colorectal, so I, I come across quite a bit of that. But uh, as a GP, yes, I, I have. But, but again, you've got to think of genetics, don't you? Exactly, yeah. And this is um, really the aim of these podcasts, to prompt you to know when to think genetics. Um, so another point is reproductive genetics. So patients may need referral to genetics due to, for example, recurrent miscarriages, or if a condition is known in the family that may be amenable to, for example, pre-implantation genetic diagnosis. So there are lots of options available in this arena. And now also I wanted to mention mainstreaming. Um, so this is a process where specialists other than genetics are encouraged to order genetic tests themselves. And GPs can now request a genetic test for hereditary hemochromatosis. And this looks at variants in the HFE gene. And the important thing is there's no need to refer, but they can order the test th themselves and get the results directly. And, and I think that is the future, isn't it? I, I, I would actually almost say downstreaming as well, wouldn't you, that GPs can start look, doing things directly as time goes on. But, but uh, just to say that, so when should GPs refer for clinical genetics opinion? And so I'm going to give a very broad answer to this, uh, but <laughs> yeah. basically if there is clinical suspicion. Mm. So any of the above points that we mentioned um, could prompt GPs to refer. And generally the local genetic centers all have quite clear guidelines. And of course the general practitioner can contact them to clarify if needed to see if a referral is warranted. And the other thing is that the National Genomic Test Directory outlines the eligibility criteria in terms of ordering genetic tests for patients. Um, so this is a very useful resource to look up as well, as it can give you a good framework to decide whether a referral is a good idea. Uh, uh, sorry to ask such an obvious question, but why is it important to have a genetic diagnosis? No, that, I think that's a very good question, actually. Um, and basically, there are lots of reasons, but the important ones, I think, are that having a genetic diagnosis can lead to changes in treatment or also screening protocols that can greatly impact health outcomes. Mm. Um, it helps also with prognosis and predictions for the future. So if you have a diagnosis, you may have a better idea of how this will play out in the future. And another thing is that if an individual has a genetic diagnosis, we can estimate what the risk to relatives is, as they may also be affected by the same condition. And maybe that's an important area for GPs, because we often get relatives coming that their parents been diagnosed with cancer or something, and what's their risk or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and how will this progress as genomics becomes more integrated routine healthcare over the next uh, five, 10 years? Um, so opinion. it's a really exciting time for genomics. Um, basically, there is an aim to sequence 500,000 whole genomes as part of routine care by 2025. Um, so this is really a huge undertaking, and it's quite a unique project in terms of how the NHS is handling it. And therefore, it's likely that general practitioners will encounter more patients who have had genomic testing. And as testing becomes more integrated into routine practice, there may also be more scope to refer patients for testing in the future. And as we mentioned, GPs may be able to order more tests directly themselves. And, and I think there is an, an important aspect of genetics becoming more community genetics, isn't it? Rather like pediatrics became community pediatrics and we all get involved. It's all our business rather than just clinical geneticists. 
Exactly. And I think that's really just the direction that genetics has already gone. It's mm. going out towards all specialties and yeah. is becoming part of routine healthcare. Um, and even though we are at early stages, we are already seeing a lot of changes for the positive. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for uh, your wisdom on that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Genomics Now, a series of conversations hosted by healthcare professionals of the North Thames Genomic Medicine Service. Our aim is to complement other genomic-focused educational tools with bite-sized podcasts that explore how clinical genomics is developing in England's NHS. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like us to develop as part of the Genomics Now podcasts, please let us know. Also, we'd love to hear about the episodes you've enjoyed and how they have helped you with training. Please get in contact with us on the link given with this podcast or tweet us at North Thames GLH. You will find this and other educational resources at the North Thames GLH website.